Yeah, you already know what it is. It's the self-medicated podcast. I am your host, as always, The Wayfair, here to take care of our housekeeping items for today. Uh, make sure you go follow us on Instagram at the self-med pod. Make sure you follow the YouTube page at the self-medicated podcast. And make sure you subscribe and leave a review wherever you are listening to this at, whether that is Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher. Um, Anchor, Alexa, I think that's everything, right? Yeah. That's pretty much everything, yeah. yeah. Anywhere you can find a podcast, just go search The Self-Medicated Podcast. Make sure you share anything that you're fucking with with somebody who would fuck with it. Um, Yeah, Captain of the Igloo, we have an organic shout-out this week. That sounds like a yes. Uh, <clears throat> Not particularly... But I would like to shout out uh, Gay Tupac for, you know. Juicy. Beating them charges. Well, he ain't beat it yet. He out on appeal. But black man out of jail. Mm-hmm. So that's lit. Exactly. Definitely, definitely uh, give a round of applause for that. 1,000%. <clears throat> um, yeah, we're, we're definitely going to have to talk about, about Jesse today, too. Um, so yeah, shout out to what? Wait, so are we shouting out the justice system here? What are we doing? Definitely not shouting out the justice system. Are you just shouting him out for being free? Yeah, just shouting him out for. Yeah, <laughs> basically, that's what he referred to himself I as. Mean, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> if yeah. you could be a gay version of a person in the past, who would you be? I don't know. What about you? Be like the gay Shaft or something. I don't know. Gay Shaft. <laughs> really? Who would you be? A gay um, historical figure? I would probably be uh, the gay Harriet Tubman. Hmm. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So you still be with women? Mm-hmm. I could. Uh, you thought of that. More than I did, clearly. <laughs> that's why. That's why I bounced you it got right me there. there so, <laughs> so you can answer first. Okay. Um. So yeah, shout out to uh, Gay Tupac, Gay Harriet Tubman, the Gay Shaft, <laughs> and the Gay Shaft. That's just a. F- <laughs> we yeah. yeah. <laughs> multiple entendres. <laughs> Please don't ask me how. Um, all right. <laughs> Anything else? No. Gay Let's touch shaft. the Oh yeah, you already know what it is. It's the self-medicated podcast. I am your host, as always, the Wayfair, aka Quentin Quarantino, aka the Banter Boss, aka Jon Snow, because I know absolutely nothing. You know nothing, Jon Snow. And this is usually true, but they also call me Young Wastradamus. Um, I am calling uh, Arizona to win the March Madness College Basketball Tournament. Mark wow. it, book it, write it down. A.K.A. Young Mortgage Freeman. What the hell is he doing? Fucking people. Fucking people. A.K.A. Young Floyd Mayweather. A.K.A. DJ Go Too Far. Yeah, double homicide. 
Here as always with the captain of the igloo, young, popular, and friendly, aka the box hunter, aka one pop poppy, aka the bottom feeder, aka the gatekeeper of disrespect, aka the black Kevin Sorbo, aka young black Hercules, aka the strongest nigga you know. Did it Let's my first go. workout of the week and my titties hurt. <laughs> AKA the Durag Dun Dada, AKA the light skinned Kevin Samuels. Do you want this to go reasonably or do you want it to go left? I feel like it's going to go reasonably, reasonably, reasonably today. left. Reasonably left. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, yeah, welcome, welcome, welcome. What's going on, man? How's your week been? How you feeling? What's been going on? First of all, can we give a shout out to. Um, Damn, do we have a nickname for you or not? Mm-mm. Just Marissa. Thank you so much for uh, reviving the video element to this podcast. We're yeah. very, very thankful. Shout out to thankful your Army Crawl skills. Yes. Yes. Shout out to those. <laughs> Shout out to those. Were you in ROTC? <laughs> Somebody was joking about people in ROTC. Uh, All those people have kids now. They do, don't they? <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> they supposed know, to be huh? like the most disciplined ones, right? Like the most army people are like wild with the sex, man. On ROTC, I feel like all of the groups in school, any group was wilding with with sex, right? Any because like, all right, so um, what would it be? Springtime is baseball season, mm-hmm. but that's also track season. And I want to say softball season, too. So there's, you know what I'm saying? All of those groups tended to intermingle. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I can, the band nerds, they, they was all, I mean, they was band nerds, but they was fucking within the band. I just saw that on American Pie. Is that uh, real? Yeah, no. Oh, okay. That <laughs> wasn't uh, in band Same thing with the choir. Enough. Like, the choir. Mm. The show choir, the regular choir, like I don't know about the choir, because I feel like from my experience, some eye observations, the men in the choir weren't particularly. Uh, <laughs> never mind, gay shaft, <laughs> gay shaft. Okay, yeah, but yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. Yep, that's exactly what I was saying. So yeah, how has your week been? What you been up to? How's the shop been? Uh, it was kind of slow this week, actually. <laughs> Somebody says slow because everybody spent all their money drinking on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> mm, did you do anything for St. Patrick's Day? Mm, I was working. Well, no, I took the day off because I didn't want to have to deal with a bunch of drunk people. Trying to get haircuts. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had one drunk person come in on Saturday, but other than that, it was, it was, it was cool. It, but the week, it was, uh, it was slow, but it picked up a little bit more towards the end. No interesting people really came in. Just a bunch of shit talking all week. <laughs> bunch of shit people talking. Talking about brackets. And everybody's doing terrible with them. Yeah, I think after the first, excuse me, I think after the first day, it was only like 3%. That's crazy. Of brackets were still like. I think, though, that Kentucky and the Iowa game really fucked people up. Yep. On those brackets. This is uh, one of the first years I didn't, I didn't fill out a bracket at all. Last year, I think, like, the... Right before the deadline, I just randomly, I was like, oh, shit, the brackets are due. And I just filled out a couple, like, mm-hmm. randomly just because I knew the deadline was coming up. This year, I was like, I'm not doing that shit. I haven't, I didn't it. watch it. Yeah, I didn't watch any college, but last year, I didn't watch any college basketball either, but still, still filled out it. a bracket. You going to do it for the Sweet 16? No. <laughs> I'm not. 
just to be honest. I'm not. Like you got better odds that way, but also, yeah. I stopped doing it. I was like, I don't watch any college sports, really. So it's like... It. What do you have against college sports, guy? I feel like we, we had this conversation before, but mm-hmm. what is it that you don't like about college sports? It's not, I just not, not invested in any team. Got you. you what about players, though? Because, like, um, I don't... Are you invested in any, like, for example, football team? Not really. More invested in players, right? Football, no. Mm-hmm. I don't really care. You don't fuck with NFL players? Excuse me? I said you don't fuck with NFL play, like players, the oh, individuals, nah. the brands that they build up. Like. <clears throat> I only fuck with NFL on, based on fantasy. Okay. That sounds funny. <laughs> fantasy <really> football. <laughs> um, NBA players, you just fuck with the Lakers. You're not really fans of players. I'm fans of players. <laughs> <laughs> fans of players, but um, <laughs> I'm fans of players, but uh, <laughs> I can't even think right now. <laughs> but I'm I'm um I'm fans of like the styles they play, and um, but I wouldn't like I know some people follow players to so whatever t- team they go to. I gotta turn my headphones back up too. I know some people follow players to whatever team they go to, like right. people are LeBron fans and not our Laker fans. Right. I'm not like that, but I get it. I appreciate players, but I don't. I'm not like a fans fan. Of whoever yeah. team they go to, yeah. yeah. I feel you on that. Holes in that box like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I feel you on that. That makes sense. I, um, yeah, nah. For I, I think I like college sports just because. It's pretty cool predicting who's going to be good and who's not going to be good in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever their professional realm is, whether it's football or basketball. Um, I feel like a lot of times it's way easier to tell who's going to be good in basketball than it is in football. Um, and so it's like really exciting to see the young players and be able to see like, oh, shit, that nigga going to be nice. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. being able to make those predictions, whereas football is kind of a crapshoot. Like somebody could be nice as hell in college and ain't shit at all in the NFL, period. For no other reason other than it's not college no more. <laughs> like their yeah. they skill set is there. They, you know what I'm saying? They're strong enough. They're fast enough. They're big enough. It's just it's almost a different sport now. Hmm. Uh, with, with basketball, you know, like you could tell literally very early on <laughs> that somebody's going to be nice. Um, so yeah, there's that, um, for me, my week has been pretty good. Um, got notified, uh, notified of a nice little raise that I'm getting. Yeah. So I got burgers for everybody. Celebration burgers. (laughs) Celebration burgers. Um, had a few events wrap up for work. Mm. Um, so we're getting a nice little runway into the slow season. It's still the busy season, but it's wrapping up nicely and, and you know, a nice segue into the slower season. So I'm excited for that. Happy about that. Um, yeah. Other than that, what? You all right? Yeah, I'm fine. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. Why are you acting weird, nigga? Uh, I'm not. <laughs> you ever ask a random person that? <laughs> See how they Why are you acting weird, nigga? <laughs> Do that shit on the CTA. End up in a fist fight. What's the wildest thing you've done on the CTA? Wildest thing I have done personally? Mm-hmm. Um, probably smoke some weed. 
Mm, yeah, that's wild because it wasn't. I'm assuming it wasn't legal. Oh, it definitely was not legal. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing too crazy. Though. What's the wildest thing you've done? I told a stranger if he did not turn down the volume of his phone, I was going to slap him. It was really loud. Or yeah, it was annoyingly loud. <laughs> was it a good? Story? I, and I was riding from the south side all the way to Howard Street on the red line. Oh, from like Sox Stadium or something. Mm-hmm. And it was this is how the conversation went. I was like, "Hey, yo, fam, can you turn your radio down? I mean, your phone down. It's too loud." He was like, "Well, nobody else is complaining about it." I was like, "Maybe they don't want to say anything, but I." He just turned it down. He's like, "What happens if I don't?" I was like, "I'm gonna slap the shit out <laughs> you." He's like, "Well." I can I turn, guess it I'll down. turn it down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, cause you know how niggas just be having the phone loud as fuck, playing mm-hmm. some bullshit. I was like, I could, even, I had a, I was like, I give you a pair of my headphones or something. He was like, he, he wasn't hearing that I'm shit. Trying to hear that, yeah. Shit. So, what, yeah. Um, do you remember the song he was playing? Nah, this was like, man, I was in my twenties when this happened. So, <laughs> so this was a while ago. Um, so wait, that's the wildest thing you've done on the, on the train? Is tell somebody that you a slap? Them? Yes, threaten a stranger. Yeah, that's I seem like wild. somebody that tells people I, I'm gonna slap them. But yeah, I but do. Mm, I, I feel like. I, oh really? <laughs> I feel like you, yes, you do seem like that person that would tell somebody you would slap them in a very calm and patient way. <laughs> you just let them know, like, hey, I, I I believe if you continue on this path. This hand might end up striking the side of your face. I'm pretty sure. I feel like might be threatening a stranger is wilder than smoking weed because niggas be shooting people now, or they wasn't as doing as frequently back then, I guess. But yeah, but like I seen niggas do heroin on a bus, so like (laughs) threatening a stranger on CTA. You know, it's a stranger on CTA. Mm -hmm. Like niggas, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's kind of a wild card. I You're guess. not in the elevator at the office. If you like on ninety, <laughs> telling somebody to turn like on ninety fifth, <laughs> you don't know what the fuck's gonna happen out there, man. Yeah, I don't know. What's the strangest thing you've seen? Uh, the strangest thing I've seen is a bum shooting heroin while getting hit. Man, this man is multitasking. Yep. He was getting where he needed to be in more get, ways than one. He was trying to get to that. <laughs> Triple entendre. Yeah. <laughs> he was trying to get like that. He was feeling. trying to max out his endorphins. Goddamn. <laughs> and the dude that he was getting head from was oh. upset that oh. he was not getting, was not sharing. Oh. Sharing his needle. Wow. Yeah. That's a wow. That's a multi-layered story. Okay. Yeah. yeah it was that's wild. pretty wild. Hold on. The wildest part was it was in the morning. I was on my way to work. <laughs> Damn. It was morning for you. Right. right <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I was on my way to work. I, that shit was crazy as fuck. Actually. Right, I remember. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. That, that was wild. I feel like I know the answer to this question, but what's yeah, the I think we thing talked about it. <laughs> I was getting masturbated next to. Oh my god! That's <laughs> by a woman. By a woman. That yeah. that's wild. And this was also during the day, wasn't it? it was like, it was uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, I was going to school. It was when I was going to Columbia. That's so wild. That's so. Wild. <laughs> what is it about public transportation that's like <clears throat> the public? that attracts <laughs> transients? I don't know. I, I f- guess because it's a public entity. I guess it's like. 
damn near alternate housing. Mm, it's also true. transportation. Yeah. Yeah. So like if you really need to move around, that's that's the only way you won't mm. really be able to get around. Um but in a city like so in cities like Chicago and New York where non-transient people rely so heavily on mm. the public transportation, it seems that the transient population seems to really take advantage of those types of systems. Whereas in a smaller metropolitan area like um, Detroit or Atlanta, mm. those that like homeless folks don't seem to uh, monopolize public transit in the same way. Why do you think that is? Because the weather's nicer outside. In the south? Mm-hmm. In the wintertime, I feel like in Chicago, you don't. Well, at least that's when I see the most people sleeping on a train. Right. It would be the wintertime. Because I feel like in Atlanta, you can sleep outside because the weather is usually warmer. That and there's not 24-hour transportation in either one of those two places. Mm. I think Detroit has a few 24-hour uh, buses, but for the most part, it's not 24-7. New York, 24-7. Mm-hmm. Chicago, for a lot the most of, part. And I guess a lot of niggas used to squat in Detroit, too. So I'm assuming they were in, like, out in, yeah. <laughs> they had a crib to go to. That's crazy. <laughs> Homeless people got a crib to go right. to. <laughs> Shit, I got to get off this train. They waiting on me at home. I remember uh, watching Atlanta, um, I think it was the first season, and it's like when we found out um, Donald Glover's character was sleeping in uh, the U-Haul place, and then I was talking to someone, she was like, she told me that was pretty common in Atlanta. Have you known that to be a fact? Um, No, actually. Uh, I (laughs) I do know some folks who would rent out uh, little storage units and film pornos. Yep, oh. in there. How do you? Huh? Do they like put up a green screen or some shit? No. Just you, can you tell? Just set it up as a room. No, you can't. They just oh, make it like okay. a set. Like Got they you. turn it into a set. They throw Got a little twin size bed in there. Put some posters up on like a hmm. one of them racks. Make it just look like a bedroom. I would assume the volume though, like, huh? Probably so a little more slick. Yeah. I can see that working. Um, probably get hot as fuck in there, though. Probably, yes. <laughs> I, <laughs> the I lights imagine. and the... I could imagine. It's not a lot of installation. A lot of them places have 24-hour access, too, so you mm. might not do it in a high traffic... Uh, time. A high traffic time. It makes sense. Okay, I can see that. Uh, but no, I'm not very familiar with a whole bunch of... Like, <laughs> I heard, of, like, a lot of college students were doing it because they, can't, they don't want to pay or can't afford room and board. So, like, is there a rule against that? Like, are you, if they catch you, are they going to be like, you got to get the fuck out? I didn't thing? get that far. That's what just somebody else told me. I never Also, aren't those shits kind of expensive? To keep uh, up? Maybe not really. Not, maybe not as expensive not exp- as, like, a, a rent motel somewhere, right? <laughs> yeah. It probably, like, a good, decent one It's probably, like, $200 a month. You probably get like a 10 by 10 Like a nice little prison cell I was about to say that's that's a jail (laughs) But you can leave Right (laughs) Right Right. Huh Interesting Um, Who is that What what show is that Uh, Trailer Park Boys Where Bubbles lives in the trailer But he pimped his little trailer out though I haven't seen enough Trailer Park Boys To understand what you just said to me We can move on (laughs) 
We could definitely move on. All right. Um, I can't remember if I asked you this last week, but are you watching anything interesting on television? Yeah, you've asked me three weeks in a row. Yeah, because it's probably... It's <laughs> I did life. start watching this show called um, Mayor of... Fuck. Kingstown? Kingstown, yeah. Have you seen that? I don't want to put you on to the show. Yeah. I feel like I just randomly started watching it, but okay. No. Maybe. With Buddy from uh, Bloodline. No, Mayor of Kingstown. Yeah. Yeah, that's the jail show, right? Yeah. Yeah. Bloodline. Yeah, the mayor, the first, uh, you don't know what Bloodline is. Nah. Bloodline is a movie, a Netflix movie, uh, Netflix series. It's actually really good. You would, you would fuck with it. Um, uh, I'll watch it later and act like I discovered it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that show's fine. Did yeah. you, uh, you, you say you just started it? No, I finished it, uh, yesterday, I think. What'd you think? Uh, man, white people. I thought it was good though. I appreciated the rebellion aspect of it. I don't want to spoil it for people that haven't watched Nigga, it. It's been out. Just the first season. It's not like you've been out for three years. Yeah, but it, this first season is out already. It's fine. Mm, I'd rather not. <laughs> Bro, this shit came out like in the fall of last year. Yeah. Not spoiling season anything. Two and it's on start. Peacock, isn't it? Or Paramount or something Paramount, like that. Paramount, yeah. Oh, by the way, Paramount has the absolute worst app. Period. For real? Yeah. Why? It's just, just the, the interface is terrible. It has a lot of content, though. Like, I didn't know the BET shit was on It's there hard to that. navigate still at the same time. Mm. Like, uh, and, and maybe it's my old smart TVs, but mm. the app on my phone, on the Samsung, the Vizio, and the LG, like, the, they're just, the apps are just difficult to manage. They take a long time to load. Mm. Info pages don't always, like, pop up. Um, I haven't had that experience, but I use a a Google TV, so I don't know if that makes it different. It might or might have something to do with it. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder how folks. So this is something that I've thought about. I wonder how folks prioritize their um, their what is that tech quality control? I guess right because mm-hmm. the way that you develop an app, like I said, for a Samsung and making it compatible for that. <clears throat> might be very different from the things that you have to do to make it compatible for a Sony, right? So that means you basically have to develop multiple apps with the same mm-hmm. functionality to be consistent across your brand. Whose job is that? <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, yeah. that's a completely different job than d- developing the app itself and the user interface and all of that. It's uh, synchronizing the usage and branding of it across different platforms. That's... That's someone's job, right? Like, somebody gets hired to do that. Yeah. That's interesting. The most random job I heard today, or in a while, I guess, was this guy. He works for Pepsi. And um, he said he is part of the strategic manufacturing division of Pepsi. So his job is basically to find manufacturers for Pepsi products that haven't come out yet. <laughs> so like they plan five years in it in advance it's like an R&D job pretty much for well he doesn't do any of the research and I was like do you get to try the products before they come out he's like not really 
He said, I used to work in a, uh, in a um, warehouse when I, and I would, but since I went to the more of the corporate aspect, he was like, um, it's more networking. He was like, so a product, <clears throat> a new product, because we were talking about the new Gatorades with protein. Have you tried them? No. Are they good? They taste just like regular Gatorade. Really? Yeah. I thought the shit was going to be chalky and nasty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it tastes like regular Gatorade with zero calories and um, maybe like 10 grams of protein or something like that. A little bit of crack residue. It's mm-hmm. all good. <laughs> and he was saying that uh, his job was like to find a place for this to be made, but they aren't going to make it to like five years down the line. So explain that to me. What do you mean you got to find a place for it to be made? So like find like uh, we were talking about the um, breweries who will contract another brewery in the spot, mm-hmm. give them the recipe, and let them say it's bottled in this place that it has no business being bottled in, right? Mm-hmm. Is there a similar concept as that? That part we didn't get too deep into. Um, he didn't mention having like other companies make it. It more so seemed like a factory to make it. Because they don't make all, because they have so many divisions within Pepsi. He was like, because he was talking about the kombucha, the Kavita. Have you? Yeah. He was yeah. like, they make that. So uh-huh. they would have to make that at a different plant. He's not going to make that in Pepsi at the same place. Right. So you have to find a place to manufacture that. The Gatorade, you have to find a place to manufacture that. Whatever, like oh. coffee drinks. So, like, so is this more of like a real estate gig trying to find factories? Sort or? of. I guess, sort of. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. He went to. The Ohio State. The Ohio State. <laughs> Buckeyes. Yeah, that's how we're talking about brackets and then somebody just moved and yeah, that's how we got onto it. But I thought that was an interesting job. That should be a segment. Interesting jobs. I hear a lot of them. Um, what's the most interesting job that I've known someone to do? Um, probably video game tester. Like you hear about that, but I know mm-hmm. somebody who made a living testing video games. Like, um, as like a back, whatever they call it, play testers or beta testers or some shit. Beta like that. sounds about right. Um, but they, he would literally like EA and like all of these different game developers would send him basically concepts on shit. And it was interesting because, um, he said when he first started, <clears throat> he was doing like, uh, like, testing out functionality of the game, looking at different colors of shit and like giving feedback on that. Um, Then he started testing on um, the way he explained it is that these video games basically create like a system, like an engineering system and then plug the story and functionality of the game into that system. Hmm. Right. So like, for example, Grand Theft Auto, I think it's Rainbow Six and Red Dead Redemption. They all use the same engine, Hmm. if that makes sense. So basically the same people who developed, this is what happens when you press up. This is what happens when you press X. It's the same company, but then they just fit it and change it to the story. Uh. So, um, and so what he was doing was testing out the engines of shit, right? Mm -hmm. So like, I thought that was super interesting because that was like a high level of testing shit. It's almost like closer to the development side of gaming. Um, <clears throat> that was that's the most interesting job I've ever come across. Like knowing somebody who did that. I wonder if like doing that takes the fun out of the game, gaming for them. Um, because like you're not <clears throat> you're experiencing the game, but you're not necessarily playing it for fun. You're playing it like. 
for observation. That's interesting because, like, um, I'll talk to Ace, right, about making music, and he don't necessarily fuck with the final product, mm. right? Like, the fun part for him, his passion is the, the creation making. part of yeah. it, right? So, like, when it comes to the end, I've heard this with uh, actors, too. Like, a lot of actors don't be watching the movie. <laughs> when mm. it's final, the, the product that we all get to see, they, like, yeah, no, nah, I never saw that shit. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's how I feel about making music. I'd rather do the end part. I don't want to do the the process of making the music. Yeah. So that shit is monotonous. That shit to me, that's the fun. That's the <laughs> that's the magic part to me, because yeah. that's the part where you get all those stories and shit. But that's also the annoying part that you get annoyed at if you was at like yeah. the listening party. The artist want to tell you, see now this track right here. <laughs> I think <laughs> what was happening. To, yeah, nah, it's different for the here. creator too, because you're creating something. But if you're like the engineer, you have a part in involved in creating it, but it's not. Necessarily your baby, right. per se, you know? That's real. I can see that. I can see that. I wonder, so, but, like, do video game developers play video games? Yeah, like, what are you doing to wind down? Like, for my wind down, books. I'm going to go work. Yeah, you might. Do you want to do something that's stimulating in another way? Or do you do what you normally enjoy doing? Do some Sudoku. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. I have a, I have a question. Shoot, what is going to be your summer hobby? Country club sports, golfing, tennis, pickleball, <coughs> maybe pickleball. a little um, badminton. I don't know about too much about badminton, this but what's the what's the um, shuffleboard? No, bocce ball. That one, bocce ball. That's a that's a country club sports. Definitely trying to get into some country club sports this summer, though. Are you going to join a country club? How are you potentially? I've been looking. At, uh, I actually didn't start looking, but I've been. This <laughs> thing <laughs> was about to lie. I, I was about to tell a whole last lie, but um, yeah. So some of the trips that we've gone to in Florida is where I've gotten introduced to country club culture, mm-hmm. and it's weird for Chicago because we it's only what. four to six months out the year where you can really be outside doing stuff. That's true. So like country club culture here is just going to be a little bit different. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think, <laughs> I don't know. I would probably want to just find some, like, I, I want to find a group of like young black dudes who golf type shit. Like that's probably going to be kind of random. I told you about, uh, East side, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You did tell me about yeah, that. Yeah, you might. But also, see, and this is the thing. This is the apprehension about. This <laughs> is an apprehension. Is like, them niggas is probably already nice now. They they already got the group together. I need to yeah. find some folks that's at my skill level, so that I can outshine them from a similar starting point. Right? Well, like I don't want to. That's not how it works. That's how it works for me. Like, when you start learning a sport, you don't play with people that are on comparable level. You do. I don't. What, what did I... How does the saying go? The saying that I heard, the best way to be good at something is to play with someone that's a little better than you so you can learn. Play with someone that's on the same level as you so you can compete with them. And play with someone that's a little less or not as good as you so you can teach so you them. Can teach. So, like, I feel like you definitely going to have to play with people better than you to just help you up your game. 
I guess um, to me, that's the secondary step. Mm-hmm. The first step is to get a game. <laughs> I don't know if golf works like that though. I feel like really, yeah, you just kind of jump in and like you. I've I've never heard anybody being naturally good at golf. It's something you have to like work on. It's because it's so skill based. You can't like <laughs> like even Tiger Woods wasn't like he wasn't a natural. Right, he had to be taught. He got taught super young. Right, and you know and that definitely played on play for paid well for him later down the road. But like. Nobody's like a naturally good golfer because it's so highly skilled. It's first for everything. That's true. Uh, you think you're gonna be that guy? You never know. Well, you not never playing know. with people worse than you. <laughs> you never. You gonna think you the man? <laughs> that's the that's the big fish little pond argument. Mm. Um, do you? I feel like we just talked about this too. But do you try to be the best athlete you can in a small pond and just outshine everybody? Or do you try to be as good as you can in a pond full of people that are good, right? And try to mm-hmm. get you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. What's the best way to shine? Who knows? Um, summertime hobby. So I would love to do some golf. I want to get some custom golf clubs. I think. Mm-hmm. I think that might be the move. Find it's because it's a golf course right around, the, right there. It's one by my house too. Where Robert A. Black Golf Course. Who is he? Robert A. Black. I know. Is he related to Robert E. Lee? Maybe. <laughs> I have no idea who that man is. Robert A. Black. Oh, if I saw him in the street, I wouldn't know that man. I mean, <laughs> I'm pretty, he's probably dead if he has a golf course named Maybe. after him. Maybe. Or just, you got some money. That. <laughs> is that an aspiration? I want to get to what your, mm-hmm. uh, what your summertime hobby is going to be, but is that an aspiration of yours? Is that a flex? Is that a rich flex to have a building named after you or a, a stadium or a field or something named after you? I think so, but it depends on the type of building. Yeah, you don't want like... You don't want a crack house named after you. Or a courthouse named after you. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't want a courthouse named after me. That'd be trash. Nigga invoke my name every time injustices mm. happen to them. Yeah. <laughs> I guess depending on what you do, I could see a community center being like a good That's so ghetto, bro. It is. But That's so ghetto. Is like your why library? is your community center ghetto? No, just having I didn't say what community it's in. No, just having a community center named mm. after you. It's what about a field house? Uh, yeah, nah. I mean, white people do that a lot. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they do. Um, what would you prefer to have named after you? I feel like a library named after you would be pretty dope. A monument. Um, maybe a luxury condo. The Hawkins Homes. That sounds ghetto. That sounds like a projects. <laughs> like a high rise project. I mean, I'm thinking more like the Justonian. The Justonian. Mm, I want to live at the Justonian. Not bad. Lofts? Could be. Like artist lofts? I can, yeah. I can see that. Yeah. It'd be it'd be cool. It wouldn't be like a stuffy straightforward luxury. It'd be like a cool hip luxury. Um with a mural on the side of the building. <laughs> I could go for like um what do they call those? Business parks? Mm-hmm. I can go for a business park named after me. 
Yo, you want a workspace? Yeah, I could rock with that. That'd be cool. Um, what would you call yours? The Troy works too. The Troy sounds dope for mm-hmm. apartment names, actually. Mm-hmm. Or like housing, the Troy. When I was in Atlanta, you know, it's a legitimate apartment complex called the Plantation. <laughs> that sounds about right. Deadass. It's by um, <laughs> Lennox Mall. I wonder if they ever changed that name. I hope so. In these times, I could definitely see that like being something that people will argue to change. They were like luxury li- living too, like probably full of niggas too. No, no, nah, it's the whites. Yeah, oh, that's real racist. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's even more racist. I, if I was white, I would not tell people I lived at the plantation. Yeah, we're having a dinner party at our place. Where do you live? Uh, the address is like, is that the plantation? We don't like to call it that. Uh, there's new owners. Yeah. I don't know. That's fine. Inviting your black friends to the plantation. Um, summertime hobby. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start collecting fitted hats. Collecting fitteds. Is there a why? Not fitted hats. I'm sorry. Baseball caps. Baseball Proper caps. term. Yeah. Um, Baseball team caps or just hats? Just like that cool aren't ass hats. Just cool ass hats. They, they're going to be a mixture. I'm not going to limit myself. Okay. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to have a nice collection for the summertime. It was once upon a time when I was collecting uh, college snapbacks. That's specific. Very specific. So I had like, uh, I think my favorite one was Georgetown. Malik stole that shit. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you're doing. But uh, college snapbacks. College mm. basketball Football, baseball teams. Mm. That was a nice little era. You gonna get you a Morehouse snapback? Uh, I had one. Malik took that one too. I, don't think yeah, I saw some <laughs> new ones that like this company's making. I keep seeing them on Instagram. So did you? This is actually something we could talk about. Did you see the Ralph Lauren and um, uh, Morehouse and Spellman collab, apparel collab? I didn't see everything, but I heard it about it. So um, Ralph Lauren announced. Uh, like a retro collection collaboration with Morehouse and Spellman. It's a HBCU collaboration that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like 1920s and thirties inspired kind of mm-hmm. um, collegiate, collegiate gear <laughs> for lack of a better word. But mm-hmm. what's really dope about that is because we're talking about HBCUs, there's a lot of black culture influence in that fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's really, really dope is <clears throat> James Jeter, who is the lead designer on this project, mm-hmm. was actually an incoming freshman the same year I was. Uh, yeah, so I know this dude. <laughs> so know that really, nigga. Yeah. Um, and he was where he was an intern for Polo coming in as a freshman. That sounds look good, didn't it? Was that KFC? Yeah. Look at her staring at that sandwich. <laughs> Fuck that Popeye sandwich. <laughs> um, when I came in, we were we were both freshmen the same year, supposed to be class of 2013. Um, and he was working for Ralph Lauren at that time. And mm. this nigga was the most eccentrically dressed. He I looked like he was straight out of. To be different. He looked like if if all right. So he looks like uh, you. We've all seen not all of us, but we, a lot of us have seen uh, Fonsworth Bentley in mm. in videos, right? Mm-hmm. Now. If you were to take your imagination (laughs) and say, I wonder what Fonsworth Bentley wears not in videos, Mm -hmm. that's what this nigga wore. Like, 
burlap <laughs> inspired clothing. You know what I mean? Huh. Suspenders, overalls, those like uh, derby caps and shit. Like that's just how he dressed. It's just different, huh? It was just really retro. It was like it was talk about retro, like beyond retro, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, but it was dope, and we was at Morehouse, so it looked it it looked right mm. <laughs> in that setting too. Mm. But um, I don't know. I just thought it was really really cool. I remember a freestyle battle. There's probably on my Facebook somewhere, and I could probably find it that uh, me and James had. Mm-hmm. Um, Are you rap too? Did he rap like Fonzworth Bentley rap? Nah, oh. but like at that point, we was freshman in college. Everybody rapped. Bronze where Bentley had bars though. Okay, actually, song of the week is gonna be that. <laughs> mm-hmm. song. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, shout out to shout out to James. You Jeter, shout out to, um, so that's the thing. I'm conflicted because I want to support, mm-hmm. and I know they're advertising it, and it's public, and it's you know going to be available on the website and everything. But I did go to orientation at Morehouse. Mm-hmm. You're not really supposed to be wearing the garb if you have never been accepted into the ex- institution. Mm-hmm. Now Sounds I was like accepted a gang to the, me. It is. <laughs> I was accepted into the institution, and yeah. also before this collaboration. You'll notice that you can't really find Morehouse merch, official Morehouse merch, anywhere except for the bookstore that's on campus. Mm. And so this collaboration is actually a little bit interesting, especially amongst people who like are in the know about how they feel about their apparel. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, damn. How do I? So I've been ex- I was accepted tomorrow. I can wear the shit, but like just. Uh, I don't know. It's weird. How you gonna feel when you see white people walk around with it on? That's, that's exactly what I'm talking <laughs> about. That's exactly what I'm talking about. It's weird. It's a little bit. Yeah. It's a little bit awkward. It's a great, de- great debate because <laughs> um, it brings so much awareness, more more awareness to the HBCUs yeah. when their clothing is fly. Is I? It's funny you come from that perspective. The perspective, the story I had was people claiming plagiarism. Um, two different aspects of it. One person was saying, like, you know, Fonsworth, fucking Fonsworth, (laughs) Andre 3000 had a clothing line called, I think it was Benjamin Bixby. Yep, I remember Back in, like, the mid to late 2000s that had the very similar type of fashion coming out of it, it, but it didn't do well because it didn't sell enough, so it failed. So they were saying like, oh, Ralph Lauren is just borrowing from this, that. I don't necessarily believe that because it's like 10 years later and the designs are different. You got a different brother. He might have been inspired at the time by him. But um, and the other part was someone saying that I thought of this idea a long time ago. I've been working on it. I made designs. I've you know talked to the schools to make this happen. But also that person, I feel like, I feel like uh, that's some bullshit (laughs) (laughs) because like if those schools wanted to do it with you, they would have did it. But yeah. So this is what I'll say Uh, from my perspective. um, This might be a hard pill for some people to swallow, but Andre 3000 is not Ralph Lauren. Mm hmm. When he was making <laughs> that shit, nobody wanted to wear it. That's number one. <laughs> That's yeah. number one. Yeah. Number two, I know 
like I said, James was an intern at Ralph Lauren when he came in as a mm. freshman. That's that kind of crazy, though. Yeah. That's real crazy. A designer intern mm. back then. Um, and just just knowing him and knowing his drive and just that type of shit, he had to work his ass off to be able to get into a position where he could present his designs to that's Ralph true. himself. Yeah. Right? Yeah, true. So like that's a different type of grind. <laughs> that's a different that's 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 something different. Um and then what was what was the second point you said? The second version of people kind of hating on this? Oh, uh, someone saying like, "Oh, I've been working on this oh. design for years." That person <laughs> may I don't I have no idea what you're talking about, mm-hmm. but that person may have worked been an intern too. <laughs> you they know were what I'm not, saying? They were not. <laughs> But what I'm saying yeah, is they yeah. could have worked on this very same project. They very might have mm-hmm. submitted some designs and, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. been a part of something like that. But you ain't make it, nigga. Yeah, it feels lucky like cloud chasing the <laughs> yeah, person that's like, do that. Yeah. At, at the end of the day, whatever you contributed, you contributed and was recognized or not recognized accordingly. Mm-hmm. You can't be mad. You can't be, you can't be hating. Like, I... I I, I I be feeling conflicted a lot of times when like creatives and, and shit feel like their shit is is taken from them or or bitten or stolen and and somebody else gets more popularity. Mm-hmm. I just have the perspective of imitation or thievery is flattery, right? Mm-hmm. So they fucked with your shit so much that they stole it from you and didn't want to give you no credit. That means they fuck with what you're doing mm-hmm. and, and wish they thought of it to the point where they're trying to take it from you. I would take that as, oh, I got some sauce you niggas want. Okay, bet. Let me see how much more, sh- like, let me yeah. see. I would try to figure out how to rework that <laughs> in a lot my of people, advantage. I feel like don't realize, like, how that could be beneficial. And because they don't realize that they get really stuck on somebody stole what I was doing, they don't think, like, maybe I can do something different now. Because... Like or maybe the person who stole talent. it, or maybe the person who stole it, especially if they're in a higher position than mm. me, is fucking with my shit. Maybe yeah, I should be trying to, you know, what I'm saying true. maybe I should be trying to create I mean, some sort of relationship. That's why with you them. have Quinn Miller. <laughs> there you go. And Drum. Didn't these? Didn't uh, Quinn just put some music out? Who knows? Well, exactly. That's kind of the point. <laughs> exactly. Literally the point. Yeah. How do you feel about them uh, voting to keep daylight savings time? Uh, I don't even know what that means. So I think it was the I think it was the Senate who unanimously passed the bill to keep daylight savings time. Meaning, the way it is right now, where uh, it gets darker later in the day mm-hmm. um, instead of sometime in the fall or whatever, adding an hour to the day. Mm-hmm. Um, they want to keep it like this. What I mean by I don't know what it means. I don't know what the purpose of daylight saving time is. I know who invented it, but I don't know the purpose of it. I don't remember. Do you? Um, you know? My mom said it was for like the farmers. I think that's I think that's a little bit of bullshit. I think that's like the. So I think that was like one of the like public facing reasons and like the debate to get people voting. But I don't mm. think it was really that. I think it was. I think it has something to do with the stock market and economics and having an extra hour for trading. That's what I believe it had, depending on the market. For one day? No, it's a whole season. 
It's not just one day. It's not an extra hour. Do you know what daylight savings time is? Do you? You I said that like we got 25 hours in a day now. We don't get an extra hour. No, but... It, an extra hour of trading? Listen, man. What do you mean? I don't... <laughs> I'll find the article. You can ask the author. Thank you. <laughs> I'm confused. Um, <clears throat> but let's modernize it, though, because this was invented, obviously, in a, in a time that is not today, right? Mm-hmm. So what's the benefit of having... Um, I guess an extra hour of daylight in the evening versus. So this is what you're dealing with, right? Daylight savings time. Now you have one hour less of daylight in the morning, but one hour more in the evening. Mm-hmm. When it gets reversed, it's the opposite. Right. Which would you prefer? Um, I don't really. Do you like care. to switch up? I don't know how much is really going to affect my day. Oh, I never had the opposite. Mm. Where it doesn't never switch. The so um, no. the I know for like in the winter time for me it was super annoying to have to like you literally wake up it's dark outside you mm. go to work work all day and you come home and it's dark outside so you don't really get no sunlight mm-hmm. <laughs> at all you know yeah. what I mean. So that that's a little annoying. I guess too. I work nights, so I never got sunlight right. <laughs> most of the time. Yeah. So yeah. So I don't know. Just weren't affected. Mm-hmm. It's pretty selfish. I didn't know that every state doesn't participate, though. That was new information to me. So th- this these are the types of things that I be talking about when people like sit here and try to tell me about rules. <laughs> right, like motherfuckers is up here making shit up with time. The fuck are you talking about? Like, don't tell me about your rules. Suck my dick. Like, I don't, I don't, That's what Arizona it, said. Yeah, we don't. I don't. I don't I'm, I'm not doing that. Like, yeah. all of y'all can believe that it's now seven o'clock. <sighs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't. Yeah. It's just some. It's just some bullshit. To whether it's for farmers or the stocks or whatever it is, it's some control bullshit to manipulate whatever. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's literally just bullshit. Like, fuck out of here. It's so stupid to me. (laughs) It should be annoying me. Um, Let's see. So far, we've been freestyling all of these subjects. Mm -hmm. I didn't write any of these down. Um, Straight off the dome. Off the top. Um, What else is there to talk about? Uh, 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 Any pop culture news that's important? I saw an interesting perspective on Kanye West. Oh, God. That I never considered. I was trying so hard not to talk about Ye this podcast. I was really, really, really oh, trying. Well. I wasn't. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, so, the first thing I saw I thought was interesting. Someone said, uh, <laughs> they said, Kanye's not the problem, it's Kim. And they were like, she's been married three times. Why did all her marriages fail? I thought that was interesting. I hadn't considered that part. And I saw a, a local rapper um, from Chicago named GLC. He posted talking about Kanye. And, like, I feel like the things the media has, has sensationalized, he gave an interesting perspective on. He was like, why would it be a bad thing for a man to buy a house so he could be close to his kids? Why is it a bad thing for a man to want to go to his daughter's birthday? Why is it bad for a man to want his daughter not to be on the internet wearing makeup, singing songs about being in love with an emo girl and being sexualized on, uh, was it TikTok or 
yeah, I think it was TikTok. He was like, why is it a bad thing for a man to want his children to be having the highest education and not going to a school that's based on popularity? So he created a school for him. I was like, man, I never thought about it this way, GLC. Those are great points. But nobody talks about that. They just kind of make him look like the villain. You didn't talk about it, were you? That's, um, so I think that the answer to that question is <clears throat> the way the way that this shit works is those things in and of itself and in and of themselves aren't bad. Uh right. They're not in and it, of itself. I wouldn't say if that not was the bad. end of the story, yeah. if that was if there was nothing else to it other than that, mm-hmm. then I don't think anybody would have any would, would be able to have any arguments. The things that take away from that, though, and allow. So I view this in a couple of different ways. Mm-hmm. I view it in, t- right, uh, if Ye is taking accountability for his actions and the things that he does that allow for that doubt to come in. But there's also if just the society that we're set up in true. where that shit ain't going to fly. Nigga, you can't be out here trying to be a good dad. Have you ever, you? Like, have you ever a, taken accountability accountability for being right? Like, what is there to be accountable for if you're right, if you think you're right, too? Um, the things that he can be accountable for are the emotions and uh, feelings of safety or danger that people that he has to cooperate with feel or not. And that's, listen to me, that is something, that, that's probably one of the most mature things that have ever come out of my mouth. Because I don't believe that that should be the case, right? But you know, you talked on some old titties before. Wait, what? What does that have to do with what talking about? The most mature thing that came out of your mouth. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> um, but like on some real shit, what I believe is, I don't think that he should be held accountable for th- for for things that he doesn't think that he's right in. But. When you are in a situation where you're dealing with a partner, a co-conspirator, someone else who may have different views and values than you, mm-hmm. you are responsible for how your actions um, may make them feel because that's going to impact how they deal with you and your and your dealings with each other. Yeah, that's and a so two-way street. It is a two-way street, 1,000%. Um, what's not a two-way street is how fathers and men and anyone dealing with a Kardashian is looked at. So That's now you're true. stacking the deck up against yourself That's and true. you're Kanye West. So like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's, there's just a lot of things perception wise, viewpoint wise, media wise, publicist talk, right? That is just, is you don't really, and this is why he's so big on trying to control narratives. Mm-hmm. This is why he's doing that. Um, the other thing is, I think that we live in a time where women and women's safety is such a hot topic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that more attention is being paid to that subject overall than ever before. Mm. And I think a lot of times, um, it, it, to me, it's kind of similar to the reaction of Jewish folks with the Holocaust. Any, any semblance of some potential bullshit, right? <laughs> <laughs> they shutting that shit down. They not True. letting yeah. nothing build up. I don't care if it's, uh, I don't care if it even smell like it's about to be some bullshit. We shutting that shit down. And I think that's what's happening with 
um, a lot of women as they get more empowered about taking control of relationships too, right? Like being able to speak about abuses that they experience, psychological, verbal, different abuses. And Mm -hmm. when there's a situation where they're seeing just a man talking about his kids and custody, I think that that can be triggering for a lot of people who have been in situations that were problematic. And so just based on the society and the time we're in, there's a heightened awareness to all of the warning flags, all of the red flags, anything that could potentially be misconstrued into anything Mm -hmm. just because there's a hyper sense of of awareness for those things right now. The problem with that, though, is it's that pendulum shit that I've talked about Mm -hmm. in in this podcast before. It's like at some point she's going to, swing really far this way and it's going to have to come back the other way. And this is also why I said that I think that Kanye being in this situation is very, very interesting. I don't think like he thinks this is new and that like <laughs> this stuff, maybe he don't think it's new, but he, he feels like now is a time like no other where father's rights are being challenged. And it's not really, it's just that you dealing with it now, but I think that him having to deal with it, is going to cause some conversations. And I think that that's important for some sort of advancement, progression, improvement of of something. I heard somebody say that Kanye talks about things as if he's the first black person to go through them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But because of his, um, his wealth and his influence, he doesn't realize that he's not. Yeah. Yeah. 1,000%. One thousand percent. Even if even if he don't think that he think that nobody has gone through it like him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, yeah, but they wasn't. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they, mm-hmm. Oh, they didn't have. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm one hundred percent sure he thinks that way. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, but like I said, I do think that regardless of his situation and the outcome of it, I do think that this conversation and this dialogue is a good thing. Mm-hmm. I think. Anytime that debate happens about things that are just accepted culturally, I think that, that that's a good thing. When when culturally accepted things get challenged, I just think that's a good thing. Mm. Um, I think that's that's just a positive a positive thing on the world. Um, all right. Is there anything else you wanna talk about? Oh, I had a question for you. How long after you get married? I don't know if I'm um, qualified to talk about this question <laughs> just off the first five words, words of this of question. question. Forget it. We'll skip it. You but, got a song of the week? <laughs> I do. Like I mentioned earlier, I'm going to play a song where I was like, okay, this Fonsworth Billy got, got a little bit of bars. So this is the I song. I forgot about the Fonsworth uh, sleeper. Must have forgot. Now I'm going to play Roy Jones. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, <laughs> This song came out, I think, in 2011 or 2010. It's um, a song called, I, honestly, I don't, I think it's a um, Fonsworth Bentley song, but it's featuring Kanye and Andre 3000, and it's called Everybody. Everybody, everybody. Some of you may have heard it, some of you may not, but here we go. Let's go. Don't stop, don't stop, baby. Don't stop me. Don't stop, baby. Don't stop. Don't stop me. I like the way that you move. I do you know how I do. It's in your hip. 
I wanna get right between you Straight Use it like Lancome lipstick Scarlet And frankly, I really do care My damn all you will This is Sara fam Now back to ma'am I knew that you could move like that I saw you dance And now you got the show out Make me a fan Turn up the fan We gon' sweat crazy What's your favorite Gatorade lady? Hadn't been shopping Perrier Walter made I hope you ain't hungry Got masks for no gravy But we can make some The best of both juices uh, uh, We can use this This a new shit Make it hot like Crisco, that's how my flow goes Shawty, you know, if you ain't po, stop being so hot post My music ain't just the sedity and prettiest for Elegance, looking better when you dance. Chest to the sun with a thoroughbred stance. You gallop to the rhythms of a native drum chant. Your granny must be Navajo. Your mama do rodeo. Your papa do the Savaro. I bite you, ain't no antidotes. The red blouse do arouse. I come at you like a matador does. Attract horny bulls. All the girls are waiting to see which one he pulls. Eeny, meeny, miny, meeny, pre nuptial. Enforcer in the Porsche case, the fool wanna duel. You'll cool. Your fing jets who wanna be next. Ooh, I'll probably get life if I let one off. So I let him go like a pro. Sir, Andre with an accent. Three triple O. Benjamin. Lauren, it's the middle name that was given by my mama. Success was on her brain. Rain. Bentley funds got the umbrellas benjamin got the sweaters hey what more can we sell them son spring will bring the parasol now watch him parasail to entertain us all Because you was over there grooving to it. Yeah, no, that was fire. <laughs> that was fire. Hey, did Ye start the producer ad lib singing the hook without actually having anything else to do with the lyrics on the song? Who else was doing Swiss? Mm, probably was doing that. Yeah, he's probably one of the pioneers in that. Listen. Mm hmm. Yeah. I feel like Khaled was a little bit after Ye was. doing it. Yeah. A little bit even after Ye. Yeah. I know Lil John. Pharrell. Are you saying specifically ad libs or hooks too? Hooks, ad libs, just yeah, being Lil involved John with the song it. without yeah. like making it seem like you might have had a verse that got cut out, <laughs> but nigga, he was never rapping on this shit. Pharrell is the king of that. Pharrell? Yeah. I feel like nobody wanted Pharrell bars, but they always wanted them on a hook. 
Yeah, probably wasn't until that Snoop. But song. he can rap though. He can rap, though. Yeah. <laughs> it was just crazy. Um, but he wasn't really doing. Oh, he was doing hooks. He was doing hooks mm-hmm. for sure. Maybe not ad libs as much. Yeah, I'm trying to think of anybody else. Yeah, yeah. Diddy was rapping too though, but not, not early not in the day. Shit. Yeah, he this before he started making albums. True, 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 true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Diddy's a good one though. That is a good one. <laughs> um, all right, when that song come out? I want to say 2010, 2011, but I can find the exact information for you, and it does not tell me, so. I'm going to go back to that era a little bit then. This is uh, from The Stoned Immaculate, 2012, currency in 2 chains, Capital. Tattoos 
442 on them buttonic rims Somewhat a pimp All them gangsta bitches fuck with him Bring ducats in When records wasn't really bumping They was in love with him To see him ballin' is like drugs to them Mama callin' for that jet to put a reservation in Ain't concerned where she goin' Long as she stay with him They be seeking that foundation Stable niggas with paper I'm all that But I'm stingy You ain't right now one of these raps In love, I'm so serious You might get high from hearing it Get stupid fly at any event Spray some osium in that vent Bring them hoes and tell them shake that shit Send my jail niggas flicks We live it, she love it In the kitchen, in the oven man It's jet life over air bitch And air bitch ass nigga Breaking they back, trying to take care of them We get high, we laugh at them I swing, no companion To no nigga in my area This jet life, no playtime We cut them hoes, you carry them Capital featuring two chains by currency. I was talking to um, <clears throat> I was talking to Ace yesterday, and we were uh, talking about how this nigga currency puts out music, literally a project every single month, mm-hmm. and yeah. has been doing so since like two thousand and eight, which is crazy. Like month, we're not. I'm. I yeah. wish I was exaggerating. Every single month, at least nine tracks. He yeah. puts out every month. It's Russ insane. stole his model. <clears throat> Flooding. Well, he was play. doing a song a week for a year. That's that, and that's disrespectful to what currency has done. I know. Over the that's last what I'm saying. Thirteen like, years. The flooding the market model. I see. Which he kind of makes it seem like he. That's a different conversation for a different day, though. To me, if you, to me, when you talk about flooding the market, we're talking about Wayne. We're talking about currency. Ain't nobody flooded a market like these two niggas have done. I know. That's the white version of flooding the market, I guess. <laughs> See what you did there. <laughs> um, all right. Anything else important that we need to say or talk about before we get up out of here? No. No? Ready to shut it down? Yes. Let's get up out of here. It has been another episode of the Self-Medicated Podcast. As always, I am your host, the Wayfair, a.k.a. Quinn Quarantino, a.k.a. The Banter Boss, a.k.a. Jon Snow, because I know absolutely nothing. You know nothing, Jon Snow. But they also call me Young Wastradamus. Arizona is going to win the uh, motherfucking March Madness brackets that all of you niggas misfilled. Um, a.k.a. Young <laughs> Mortgage Freeman. What the hell is he doing? Fucking people. Fucking people. A.K.A. Young Foy Mayweather, a.k.a. DJ Go Too Far. Yeah, how is it? Double homicide. How is it that I have so many less nicknames than you? 
And I make my own nicknames. You have less nicknames than me? I have fewer nicknames. Are you sure about that? Yeah. Because I'm here with the captain of the igloo, young, Mm. popular, and friendly, a.k.a. the box hunter. I don't even know where this drop is. A.k.a. One Pop Poppy, a.k.a. Mm -hmm. the bottom feeder, a.k.a. Mm -hmm. the gatekeeper of disrespect, Mm -hmm. a.k.a. the black Kevin Sorbo, Mm -hmm. a.k.a. Young Black Hercules, a.k.a. the strongest nigga you know. Let's go. Let's go. still hurt. Titties hurting. A.k.a. the do-rag Don Dada, mm-hmm. a.k.a. the light-skinned Kevin Samuels. You do you want this to go reasonably, or do you want it to go last? Well, what happened definitely was have way more nicknames other people have given me nicknames, whereas you've only nicknamed yourself. Right, that means so, mine are m- more appropriate. No, that just means you Not curated your own list. And you're like, why did I give myself more names? No, 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 Basically no. It's what not you're about saying. Having, it's not about me not having enough. It's about you having too many. Well, it's and some of these ain't even accurate. I don't know. You're right. I'm not That's a bottom feeder. Yeah, you're right. I don't know why I still on there. But since people have collaborated and given me names, it's more of a group effort. Hold on. I think only two of these have been given to you. And if we just take those out, you still have more than me. You gave me all of those. Other people have given me some, too. This is not fair. Captain of the Igloo. That's you. Captain of the Igloo. You know, popular and friendly. I think that I was mean, Whitney. No, I didn't do any of these. The None of these have anything to do with me. Box Hunter. <laughs> that's, that's you. The, you remember that one? Oh, yeah, yeah, I do. Let's see this. <laughs> okay, two. <laughs> two? Yeah, Captain of the Igloo and the Box Hunter. The Bottom Feeder. I don't, that don't have shit that to do with me. came from a guest. I know. I'm telling you all the ones other people made that I didn't make. Gatekeeper of Disrespect, that's me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Black Kevin's horrible. That's me because that's random as fuck. That's what I'm saying. Yo, this is Black your wheels and doors me. argument, bro. No matter how many ways you want to count this, you have more nicknames to me. Yeah, I'm not saying I don't, but I'm just saying I have more because I just earned them. I didn't just give myself a title, you know. Got it. Got it. Mine are more accurate, though. Yeah, sure. Of course you're going to say that. <laughs> you made them. <laughs> yeah, man. It's been another episode of the Self Medicated Podcast. We are, are we? Yeah, we are. We didn't land on the moon.